the word of the Lord from Galatians chapter 3. Now before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. So then the law was our guardian until Christ came, in order that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. For in Christ Jesus, all are sons of God, through faith. For as many of you were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus your Christ. Amen. The text for our gospel proclamation comes from the epistle to the church in Galatia that I just finished reading for you and serves as our theme for the circumcision of our Lord and name of Jesus, January 1 celebration. Our protector and savior is our King Jesus. Well, Christmas is here and we are still celebrating. Yes, Walmart and Target, the high holy gods of when all seasons must be celebrated in order to maximize profits for the shareholders, have decreed that we have moved on to the new year and Valentine's Day, not to be forgotten, but we are still celebrating Christmas and waiting the arrival of the Magi coming to bear gifts to our Lord of the universe. All hail King Jesus. So let's not get in a hurry. And let us revel in the reality of who has come into our midst and why we keep our decorations up for a couple more weeks. Let us remember what Jesus saved us from as a conquering superhero over the devious manipulation of Satan himself, making every attempt to make sure our Savior would not live to see another day by entering Herod and commanding him to slaughter the innocents to slaughter our Savior before his time. Later, we will see Satan come to Jesus personally, trying to dissuade him from his mission to save us from our sin. And finally, he will enter Judas to betray Jesus. He knew who Jesus is, and he knew that Jesus would be his ultimate undoing, and he knew more than anyone in the world that this was the original universal king. And through a series of revelations, through this season of epiphany, we will see who he was, is, and always will be for us. Paul's letter to the Galatians begins our revelation for the circumcision of our Lord. Brent was a classmate of mine that attended seminary with me. He was quirky. And as a friend told me when I first noticed he was different from the rest of us, he replied, yeah, that's Brent. He has a real dry sense of humor. Now, being as ignorant as I was, I didn't know what a dry sense of humor meant. So I asked, what does that mean? So Dave, my friend, explained that he had a sense of humor that was not a laugh-out-loud slapstick humor, but more of a thinking man's humor. 
For example, for Reformation one year, on All Hallows' Eve, he wore a pumpkin on his head to chapel. He walked all the way in with it on his head, then respectively put it in the pew beside him. And then the service was over. He donned it again, leaving the chapel without saying a word or explaining himself to anyone. Another time, he wore a t-shirt that said, Stop, play tectonics now. Like Dave said, a thinking man's dry sense of humor. My personal favorite was the t-shirt that he wore that said, Gravity, it's not just a good idea, it's the law. Now, that one I got. So Paul opens with this curious approach to the law in our epistle lesson today. And it is as far from the normal approach we Lutherans are used to. Normally, we look at the law as a curb, a mirror, and a rule. A curb because the natural law written in our hearts helps all humankind to understand what is basically right and what is basically wrong. Murder, we can all agree, is universally wrong. Rape is universally wrong. Stealing is universally wrong. So on and so forth. Usually any derivation from the universal truth of the Ten Commandments requires significant promotion, politicking, and propaganda. But even then, the vast majority of reasonable people agree what is basically right and wrong so we can all peacefully coexist in our respective communities. The perfect example of this is the etiquette of the gym over at Planet Fitness where Marcy and I work out. The basic rules are wipe your equipment down after use with the provided cleansers and don't judge people. Pretty simple for the most part. But there are other subtle rules that come into play. There's some coveted equipment that people like to use when available, so don't hog the machine. Get your reps in and don't dawdle. One of the worst forms of dawdling comes when an individual is staring at their phone for minutes on end and hardly doing any reps at all. Anything that can be done out of the machine should be so people that want to get their reps in don't have to wait staring at you while you stare at your phone. I have found that I never have to say anything when this is happening, but I do sit close to the apparatus indicating I'm waiting for it when they're done, planting their butt there, staring at social media. They usually get the message and move on shortly after noting my passive-aggressive presence. Basic law of the universe, be nice and respect each other. Now, the second use of the law is the mirror. When we should hold ourselves up to the standard of the law of God demands, it's obvious we don't keep the law perfectly. This shows us that we are sinners that need a savior. And Jesus is right there as the ultimate perfect fulfillment of the law to do it on our behalf and sacrifice himself so that we don't have to die like we deserved. And the final use of the law is the rule and norm of what is meat, right, and salutary in all things. In these confusing days, insanity seems to be taking over. So many things that we know are true are being challenged and Satan's minions are brazenly trying to rewrite what, rewrite what is right and what is wrong. Isaiah 5.20 prophesied these days when he said, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who equip, 
acquit the guilty for a bribe and deprive the innocent of his right. So God's law is here to keep it straight and help us understand when it is truly good and what is truly evil. If it doesn't pass the smell test of God's word, it stinks. If it contradicts the word of the Lord, it is the devil's chaos. And if anything, contrary to God's word, is glorified in any church that claims to be the house of God, that church is already an abomination of the desolation we know from Daniel 11.31 and must be rededicated before ever being used for the Lord's purposes again. So the law in this case is there like a protector to God's people. God has indeed garrisoned us with a protective clause in his holy word that helps us to see the truth when the world wants to feed us lies about what is truly good. Ezekiel 33 says, So you, son of man, I have made a watchman for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you shall give them warning from me. Here, Ezekiel is commissioned by God himself to be the watchman with the law to protect God's people against false teachings that will destroy the people of God forever. This son of man is used by Jesus 80 times in the gospel to self-identify as the ultimate protector of our souls under the true purity of the righteousness of the law, having fulfilled it perfectly on our behalf. So where the law was our protector, teacher, and pedagogue, now Jesus is the ultimate fulfillment of that protection as our Lord and Savior. We know this because we have been baptized in Christ. What a glorious time at faith we are having because of the hard work of our teachers and Mr. York and myself teaching the truth about baptism to our students. We have had two baptisms just this past week with one more to come. Baptized because we taught them how they would be clothed in Christ's righteousness through the water of holy baptism. In direct response to us teaching them God's word, they are responding and clothing themselves in Christ. Therefore, the church is the universal church for all people because we no longer wear tribal clothing that divides us. We wear Jesus. We no longer identify culturally. We identify Christologically. Our protector and savior is our King, Jesus. Amen. Now may that peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.